I think we can all agree that learning is more fun when you do it with friends, right? So if one of your summer goals is to learn more about the science of reading and how to incorporate it into your classroom, then let me invite you to join our free summer book study. During the month of June, we are gonna be hosting a free book study for teachers just like you, where we are gonna work our way through the book, Shifting the Balance, Six Ways to Bring the Science of Reading into Your Upper Elementary Classroom. And we'd love to have you join us. We're gonna read one chapter a week and inside our book study Facebook group, you're gonna get to participate in things like our weekly Facebook Live, discussion posts, you're gonna get some really awesome freebies and the chance to win some stellar prizes. All of this is going to help you align your instruction with the science of reading next year. It's gonna be fun. And even if you don't think you'll have time to read every single chapter, still consider joining. You're gonna get a lot out of the group even if you don't have time to read the entire text. So I hope to see you this summer where we can all learn alongside each other. You can sign up at stellarteacher.com slash bookstudy. That's all one word, stellarteacher.com slash bookstudy. And I'll see you inside our group. You're listening to episode number 98 of the Stellar Teacher Podcast. Hey friends, happy Monday. It is Sarah back for another episode and I am so excited because today we have Kelsey Sorensen from the Wife Teacher Mommy podcast on as our special guest. And Kelsey is an expert when it comes to helping teachers feel like they are prepared to take their sick days. How many times have you thought about taking a school day off and you just say, you know what, it's easier to go in sick than it is to write subplans? I use that excuse many times, not even for emergency sick days, but just general mental health days. It's like, no, it's really hard to write subplans and it's really hard to get a last minute sub. And while all of those things are true, Kelsey has some really amazing just tips and strategies and mindset shifts that teachers can make so that way you feel like you can actually take your personal days that you are given. And she really gives some good tips on how to create subplans and get subs and have them wanting to come back to your classroom. So I am super excited that we are airing this episode at the start of the year. And we just want to encourage all of the teachers listening to Do not be afraid to take your sick days this year. If you've got personal leave, whatever it is with your school district, whatever the system and the policy is, take your days. And hopefully after listening to this episode, you will feel just a lot more confident in your ability to take those sick days or put in for a sub, even if it's at the last minute. So let's jump into the interview. Teaching literacy is tough, but with the right tools, you can be not only good, but great. Amazing. I'm talking off the charts impactful. Hey, I'm Sarah Marie, a literacy specialist with over a decade of experience working as a classroom teacher and school administrator. Tune in each week to this podcast to hear no fluff lesson ideas and strategies that will help you feel confident in your abilities to truly grow your students as readers. Are you ready? Let's dig in. Hey, Kelsey. Welcome to the podcast. I'm so excited to have you on the show today. I'm so excited to be here and honored to be a guest on your show. You have a fabulous podcast, so thank you for inviting me. No, thank you so much. So in case you guys don't know, Kelsey is the host of the Wife Teacher Mommy podcast as well. So for all my listeners, if you're looking for another podcast to add into your weekly listening routine, definitely go over and check out her show. But Kelsey, before we jump into our interview today, can you go ahead and introduce yourself to my audience? 
Yeah, of course. So like you mentioned, I am the owner of Wife Teacher Mommy. But, you know, other than that, I'm a former teacher, a current homeschool mom, and also a former substitute teacher. So I substitute taught for a while. So I taught and then I decided to like, you know, kind of go more part time. And I was like, okay, I'm going to sub. And that was, you know, quite the experience. And I'm sure we'll talk a little bit more about that. I have three children and I live in Utah and I just, I love doing what I do. I love supporting teachers. So that's that. Okay. So there's like so many things that I'm like, oh, I want to have a conversation about this. First of all, I think I knew that you lived in Utah, but Utah is one of my favorite states. It is so gorgeous. I'm like obsessed with all the national state parks out there. So I'm a little bit jealous that you live out in Utah. (laughs) We do have some great ones for sure. And then we'll have to talk more about the homeschooling thing. I've shared this on my podcast before, but being homeschooled, I always just love, I don't know. It's like, I'm a public education advocate. Obviously I love teachers and I love supporting teachers, but I also love it when parents are like, I'm going to homeschool my kids. It's like, especially teachers because they're like, I'm going to use my professional experience to educate my own children. So more power to you for that. But the substitute thing. Okay. We are actually going to be talking all about substitute teaching today. And I'm curious, what was it like being a teacher and then transitioning and being a substitute teacher for a little bit? Can you just share a little bit about that before we jump into our actual conversation? Yes, definitely. Because I feel like, you know, when you taught first, then you go into substituting. It's definitely like a different perspective than if you were like, oh, I'm going to I'm going to do some subbing and you've never been in the classroom before. So it's really interesting because, you know, I had gone in seeing the other side, like I knew how hard it was to plan for a substitute teacher, you know, and how like a lot of us are thinking like, oh, it's easier to just go in, you know, than write those sub plans and that they're such a pain to put together and everything. But then I also saw I'm like, wow, some people like, you know, I guess I realized that maybe I was an overachiever with my sub plans a little bit. <laughs> not, are you telling us that not all sub plans are created no. equal? They're not all the same. <laughs> no, they're not. And and that was actually, you know, what got me kind of really interested in it because I'd seen the teacher side and then being the sub, I'm like, oh, this is like, this is a sticky issue. Like, <laughs> you know, because especially like if subs came in, like I had teaching experience, but I'm like there are ones who don't who come in and I'm like, oh, well, what would have I done with that? You know, <laughs> so and then there are others that were great. Don't get me wrong. And I totally understood because I'd been in the classroom and I'm like, oh, if you're sick and you're just like, oh, I'm just going to like put this together real quick, you know, but it's like, I, I don't know what you mean by that or whatever, <laughs> even though I've been teaching. So yeah, it was really an eye opener. And it really just got me passionate about, you know, this is a problem for teachers. Like they need to be able to take a day off. Like most jobs, you can just like call in and be like, hey, I'm sick today. And that's that. But with teaching, it's like you have to make plans and write it out well enough that somebody who knows absolutely nothing about your classroom can come in and take over for the entire day. And most jobs don't have that, right? So I feel like it's an issue because teachers, they already have so much on their plates and trying to like sub plan and everything else. It's just a lot. I'm glad that this is something that you're a bit of an expert in because I think you're right. Like this is It's a challenge for teachers because teachers want to and need to take time off. But like you said, it's like, what other profession do you have to literally write out verbatim what you're going to do like every minute of the day before you do it? I mean, I remember when I was in the classroom and, you know, my husband and I would talk about like, let's take a long weekend or, you know, can you take a day off? And I'm like, no, it's because (laughs) it's so much more work for me. He's like, but you have the days. I'm like, yeah, but you don't understand the amount of work that it takes for me to prepare to take a day off is ridiculous. Like you can just tell your boss you're not coming in and you don't have to do anything extra. I have to tell my boss I'm not coming in and then I have to find the sub and then write the sub plans and, you know, make sure that like everything is set. So I'm glad that this is something that you can speak to and hopefully give teachers some kind of encouragement and insight on how they can be prepared to take their sub days. 
Because I know, you know, with teachers, so often teachers say it is easier for them to go in sick than to do subplans. And I was guilty of that when I was in the classroom. You know, the number of times that I taught sick because I'm like, I'm sick. I don't want to write subplans. I'll just go in and teach. So why do you think this is kind of an issue for teachers? Like what gets in the way of teachers taking their days off? Yeah. And like we mentioned, it's a huge issue. And I actually looked it up one point because I was really curious. And I'm like, how many, like how often do teachers use their subplans? And again, I don't know how accurate this is because it was just kind of Googling around, but it sounds pretty right to me that only one in five teachers use their sick days. And I feel like that doesn't sound off to me. I mean, I know teachers that literally never took any of their days. Every year, they never took a single day off because they're like, it's too much work. Yeah. And I actually, I just presented at Utah, our governor, well, first lady, she just put on a conference for teachers called Show Up for Teachers. And I presented there and like I asked, like, can have people raise hands? And I'm like, how many of you have piles of unused sick days? And it's like basically everybody in the room raising their hand. And it's like, yeah, this is like, this a is problem. a thing. <laughs> and I believe, personally, I believe it comes down to two main things. And I think the first one might surprise people. I don't think it's what they're going to think I would say. But I believe the first one is mindset. That is not what I thought you were going to say. So I'm surprised by that. So let, let me kind of explain why. And also, I'm going to kind of talk. This is going to sound kind of like coachy. And it's kind of like a component of what we do at Wife Teacher Mommy. We do resources and we do life coaching. I'm obsessed with life coaching. So yeah, mindset work is always part of what I'm talking about. But while we can't change the circumstances, like, well, we can't change that, like, oh, when you leave, you need to do sub plans. Other jobs don't have that. Yeah, we can't change that, right? Or there is a sub shortage right now. We can't change that either. So a lot of us, you know, we're thinking things like, I can't take a sick day because of the sub shortage or sub plans are too hard. It's easier to just go in sick. And when you think those things, even when I was at that conference, like I was telling people, like, how does that make you feel? How do those thoughts make you feel when you think them? Does that make you feel empowered that you can do your sub plans? Or does it make you just feel like, oh, I'm going to just go with the status quo and not take my sick days? Yeah, I was going to say when you were just like, I can't, I was like, yes, I've said that before. And I'm like, I just go back to that place of like almost feeling stuck. <laughs> like I have no option. And I definitely thought those things. It's like, nope, they're too hard. It takes too much time. I can't do it. And it does. I think having those thoughts like really just makes you feel like stuck, like you have no other option. Yeah. And those thoughts are going to come. We all think them. But I think the thing is questioning them. So you're like, is it really impossible? There is absolutely no way I can take a sick day. And if you think about it that way and you kind of shift that. You're like, no, it's possible. I could. Yeah. And then you're like, oh, this isn't fact. My thoughts aren't fact. And then, you know, kind of thinking things like I deserve to take a day off. How does that feel? Does that feel better than I can't take a day off? And then you're like, yeah, I do deserve it. Yeah, absolutely. And now I'm kind of like, I need a day off. <laughs> <laughs> right? <laughs> or like some other ones, like it's better for me to recover so I can be fully present for my students and family. And that feels better than, oh, my class isn't going to be okay. They're not going to be okay without me. But it's like, no, I'll, I will be fully present for them when I do take that day off, whether it's sick or mental health. Like it, I feel like mental health days are completely valid as well. And then another thing you can kind of shift, like think even if there isn't a sub, my class will be okay. My team and I, we look out for each other. And that just feels empowering. So it's more like, how can you shift to empowering thoughts? And they have to be, you have to believe it, right? It can't be like, woo-woo, you know, positivity that I think is just nonsense. You have to like shift it in a way that, oh yeah, I can see that. I can believe it. So it's kind of questioning what you're thinking and being like, okay, how can I transition this into something where I'm like, okay, maybe this isn't as bad as I'm thinking type of thing. I love that. And I completely agree. I think that just the mindset behind it is so important. And 
I love how you even like provided so many different replacement thoughts that teachers could have. So teachers, if you're like, I need to replace my thinking, go back and like rewind and listen to like the (laughs) options, you know, but it's just like, I deserve to take a day off. That's going to sit different with some teachers, even compared to like some teacher thinking like, even if there's a sub shortage, my class will be okay. Like a different thought might work differently for a different teacher, but like, there's so many different ways that we can reframe our thinking about taking a day off. And I think it's just a matter Mm -hmm. of like helping teachers figure out what thought is really going to like, like you said, empower them. And I think it is about trying to find the thought that is going to empower them because mental health days are important. Sick days are important. Like teachers are given these days off for a reason and they should feel like they have the freedom to take them. So mindset. Yeah, I get it. I think that's important, but I have kind of an important question. What about like the sub shortages, right? So it's like, even if a teacher wants to take a day off, I feel like every time I look in the news, they're talking about like, teacher shortages. So it's like, if there's teacher shortages, there's even like sub shortages. So it's like, if there's a sub shortage, what if it like literally is impossible for teachers to find a sub? Yes. And it's true. Like we mentioned, like we can't change that. There is that sub shortage and it does make it feel like you really truly believe that because it's like, well, what if there is no sub and there really might not be a sub. So like, that's totally valid. But I actually, so I recently, I did a podcast about this and we are teachers did an article there. There are four main reasons that we kind of talk about teachers not feeling guilty because I feel like that part does kind of fall in the mindset a little bit, but then I'll kind of talk about the practical side of it too. So number one is no one wants your germs. (laughs) (laughs) If we learned anything from COVID, if you go in when you're sick and you get other people sick, is that helping the sub shortage situation? Nope. (laughs) You know, (laughs) so then you're just going to have, you know, multiple teachers out instead of just one or like all students out or you know, more people getting sick. So I feel like even practically with a sub shortage, it makes more sense to take that day off. Plus, it's not fair to them. It's not fair to you. It's not fair to anyone in that fact if you're sick. That's a good point. (laughs) Number two is mental health and burnout. Now, why are so many teachers leaving? It's because they are burned out. Yeah. And they haven't had a day off probably in a long time. Their mental health. So again, if teachers aren't taking days off until they burn out and they leave the profession, that's not helping with the shortages either. So I feel like, I mean, it really is a system issue that you taking one day off or not is not going to fix that system issue, but it is going to help you with your mental health and burnout. Yep. And then number three, PTO is a promised benefit of your job. So it's like you are being paid a salary. You get these benefits. You shouldn't be punished for using them. And again, you just have to shift that responsibility. It's not your responsibility to make sure that these things are covered. It is your responsibility to take care of yourself so you can be the best teacher you can be so you can be the best person you are. You're not just a teacher. You might be like a spouse or a parent or all these other things. You need to take care of yourself. And number four is your class will be okay. Like even if they have to split the classes for one day or whatever, like they'll figure it out and then you'll help a team member another time so they can take their day off. I mean, obviously not ideal, but it's hard times. But like, I feel like it is kind of shifting both mindset and shifting responsibility. Like it's not your responsibility to take the fallback from there being a shortage. I love those points. And I think they're all so important. It's like, I remember when parents would send kids to school that were sick, I'm like, no, keep your kids at home. But it's like, how often do we do the same thing, right? Well, we're sick and it's like, we show up anyways. It's like, no, if we're sick, we truly need to stay home. You know, when I worked as an assistant principal, I really tried to take up for my teachers anytime I could. And I would have teachers who are like, I need to take a day off. And they're like, but I can't find a sub. And I'm like, great, you take the day off anyways. That is not your job. If you put in the system and you made the phone calls, getting a sub is not a requirement for you to take the day off. Obviously, we'll figure that out. And I realize not every teacher is at a school that maybe has a super supportive administration. Mm -hmm. But 
again, that point I think is so important. Like a teacher's job is to teach their students, to keep them engaged, to keep them safe when they're there or whatever. And the PTO is a promised benefit. Like their job is not to figure out what happens when they take their days off. That is the responsibility of the school's admin and, you know, the system that's in place. So teachers do not take on that additional responsibility. I think that is such a good point to remember you are promised days and you should take them. Okay. So all of these are such great points. And hopefully all of these are convincing teachers that they should be able to take some time off. And teachers are thinking, you yes. know what? I didn't, I didn't take a day off last year. It's going to happen this year. Do it, my friend. <laughs> yeah. So if teachers are planning their day off, what happens next? And I I mean, I asked this question from a very like logistical, how do we plan or what's the best way to go about planning and setting up effective sub plans? Because I know that there are, first of all, so many teachers in my audience who are brand new teachers and have never set up sub plans before. But I also know that there are teachers that have been teaching for multiple years, but haven't ever taken their PTO sick days. So if a teacher is literally getting started for the first time and they are committed to taking their days this year, what advice would you have for them when it comes to setting up and creating effective sub plans? Yes. And I think a lot of this comes down to preparation ahead of time. And so, you know, if you've decided you're like, I want to be able to take my sick days this year, then you don't do anything differently. Then you're probably going to run into that same like status quo path of least resistance. Like, oh, it's easier to just go in. Good point. So what we need to do is we need to take different actions to get that desired outcome of taking those days off. How you do that is by preparing ahead of time. So if we plan ahead of time, it's an easy choice to make. So if you have like a full like tub of sub plans, you have a binder with all the information a sub would need and it's like sitting on your desk and you're at home and you're sick and you're like, all I have to do is make a phone call and that's all I need to do. That is easier than having to go in, right? Yeah. Then suddenly you've shifted it and it's easier to call in sick than it is to go in. So it's like making the decision with your future self in mind. (laughs) Yes. It's like, what can you do now that'll make your future self happy? I talk about that a lot. And one of those things is getting your sub plans ready. And now you might be like, okay, great. Now what, what do I do? What do I, what do I put yeah, in It's this? like, okay, cool. Like what, cause I was going to say, here's the thing. Like I taught in the classroom for, I don't know how many years, 10 plus years, whatever. And I, <laughs> I kind of hate to admit this. It's like, but I never had a sub binder or sub plans. Like I never had that emergency sub plan. And I took my days. I didn't take as many probably as I should. But I was that teacher who was sick and would go up to the building at six o'clock in the morning and would make copies and write up the plans and then go back home because I didn't have the binder or the plans. But hearing you say, it's like, yeah, that would have been so much easier. I'm like, why didn't I just do the work ahead of time? So it's like, what do you need to create then to make that easy decision? And I'm going to kind of mention like, there's no like, you can kind of call these whatever you want, but this is kind of like in my terminology, there are two parts to your sub planning. And one is your sub plans and one is your sub binder. So for me, the sub plans are like the teaching content, like what you will be giving your students. So that is any actual lesson plans, any worksheets or graphic organizers or activities, materials, everything needed to actually teach the students is your sub plans. And then the sub binder is a binder full of all the information at your class that your sub can have at their fingertips. You would include like your class list, a seating chart. Seating chart is so important, you guys. (laughs) I can't even stress that because, you know, then they can like look and see who the students are as a sub. Yes, include that seating chart. Attention prompts, things so the sub can like kind of manage the classroom and kind of keep things as smooth as possible. Your procedures, all of those things can go into a binder where your sub can just kind of flip through and you can even like you know, buy those tabs or whatever and put tabs on there so they can easily be like, oh, I need the school schedules and include any alternate schedules too. So like if you have like an early out day or if you have like a specials day where it changes the schedule a bit or an assembly schedule, 
make sure to include any variation of a schedule that could be happening on that day because you don't know what days you're going to be out. So include all of those. And then just, you know, procedures, arrival, dismissal, lunch, basically anything your sub will need to know throughout the day that is like the same, just put it in a binder and then they'll have everything they need. So that is the sub binder. And then the plans are that teaching content. And the one thing to remember with the teaching content is and a lot of people think you just need to do busy work with a sub, right? So I'm kind of like backtracking a little bit, but you can actually have, <laughs> you can actually have teaching content in there. Subs are there, even if they aren't like experienced subs, like I was, they are there because they want to teach kids. And I've actually talked to a lot of subs, like, you know, as I've been doing wife teacher mommy for like almost eight years now and sub plans have been kind of our big thing. And we've had so many like substitutes commenting and they're like, I hate when I just get given busy work. Like people think right. I'm just a babysitter. And if a sub is there, if they're still here now, especially, it's because they want to be there. They love kids and they want to actually like, maybe they're even thinking about teaching and they want to try it. So you can give them some like simple lesson plans to follow. And then it's like actual teaching content. So it's not just busy work. But again, you're like, well, how am I going to do that? I don't know what I'm going to be teaching. The thing to remember is it's emergency sub plans. So it can just be anything that would be useful at any time during the school year. It can be review, like spiral review. It shouldn't be exactly what you'd be teaching that day because you want to have this prepared ahead of time, right? If you're like, oh, I'm going on vacation in a few weeks and you want it to be what you're going to be teaching, like if or if your school requires that, then great, you can plan ahead for that. But this is for when you can't plan ahead. And having some things that are still standards aligned that, you know, your sub can still do some very basic teaching. I mean, I wouldn't have like a whole ton in there, but you can have like kind of some steps like ask them this question, do this, do that, and then hand this out. I like to include board games and like printable ones. So like all the students could be playing. So you could have like a printable board game. There's tons of those like on TPT or whatever. Different activities that you can have. They're just ready to go. And then it's ready. And then your sub, can they can teach it. And it's so much better than if they were to, to just like call in last minute and put in a movie or whatever. They're still learning. And the sub is happy. Your kids are happy. And you're able to take your day off. I'm so glad that you mentioned this because I think for me, when I was in the classroom, this, I think was a barrier for me to doing any sort of planning ahead because I was like, well, what's the point of like making sub plans? If I'm out in a month, we're going to be teaching different content. And so I think just like that reminder that it's like, these are emergency sub plans. They are there for the days that you wake up and you're like, I cannot make it in, but they still can be filled with content, like the review. I mean, and we are, we're constantly reviewing at any point in the year. So it's like, it doesn't matter when you put these together. We all know there's certain sort of like core concepts that your students need to understand, you know, place value in math, story elements. There's things that you can be doing that are going to be engaging for your students and it doesn't have to be the brand new stuff that you're going to be teaching. So I'm so glad that you mentioned that like emergency sub plans don't have to be current teaching practices. They can be a review. And I also love, and I can see it's like, especially it's like, oh yeah, a seating chart. I can see how helpful that would be. And now <laughs> I feel like I need to go apologize to all the subs that I, <laughs> I never fully left plans for, but I feel like, you know, we're sort of still early on in the start of the school year. You know, teachers have just put together all of this stuff to communicate to probably parents and students. And you have these procedures and seating charts and all of this stuff fresh for the start of the year. Just take copies of it and put it in a yeah. binder and then it's ready to go. You know, it doesn't need to be anything sort of like fancy, but you have those things prepared for the start of the school year. You might as well just go ahead and make your binder. Like I said, I can see how that'd be really helpful for, for a sub. And I love that you pointed out, right? We have a sub shortage. We know that that is a thing that is one of our current realities and we can't change that. And so even though we can't change the sub shortage, what are some things that teachers can do that will make subs want to come back to their classroom? Because there are still some subs out there. And I'm sure once you find one, you want that sub to come back anytime. So what are some things that teachers can do to try to keep the subs that they do find coming back? 
Yes. And I really think that's key is building a relationship with some subs. Like there were certain classrooms that I was their go-to sub and they like knew that I would always take their <laughs> their calls, you know, as long as I didn't have anything else going on or it was already somewhere else, you know. So a lot of it is just giving them a good experience. So like, you know, having those, even just what we talked about, if you have sub plans that are like ready, easy for them to use, they're clear, they know what things mean. And you've kind of set your class up for success, which I mean, I'll kind of talk about that in a second too. That gives them a good experience where if they have like your sub plans are really unprepared, your class, they had a really rough time and everything. And again, you can't always control children, but there are things you can do that can help. So with that, like, you know, setting routines and expectations ahead of time for a sub day, I would talk to the students like, hey, when we have a sub, it is going to happen and you might not get any notice. There might be a sub that comes in. And you're like, oh, now we have a different teacher today. This is what we do when that happens and talk about that. And one thing you can you can even have be part of that is you can have at the beginning of the day, your students tell the sub. So have the sub be like, hey, what are your rules and expectations for today or whatever? Then the students tell the sub and then that gives them ownership. So you've talked about it with your kids. Like, what are you going to tell the sub when they ask you that? And then they're going to answer. And then that gives them ownership of that. And then the sub can re- remind them, like, hey, remember how you said that we do this? So it's kind of a way to give the students ownership. Another thing is to have different behavior management strategies, especially for a sub day. And again, you talk to the kids about these ahead of time. So one thing I like to do is for a whole class, pick a word or have your sub pick a word. Like it doesn't even matter what word it is. Say it's like watermelon. You want it to be kind of a longer one. And then throughout the day, students can earn a letter. So then the sub can just write that letter on the board. And then once they've earned the whole word then they get some kind of predetermined reward that you've talked about, whether that's like an extra recess or like some free time or whatever works for your class. That's kind of like a whole group strategy. And then for individual, it's kind of good to have the whole group because, you know, that keeps the whole class engaged in it. But remember, there are sometimes just those couple students who make the whole group thing not happen and then you don't (laughs) want to punish the whole rest of the class, right? So what I like for that is the individual student punch cards. And you can just like have a piece of paper that like the sub goes around you like, hey, you can get this many punches. And then the sub can decide when they earn a punch. So those are kind of a couple ideas. There are tons of other things you could do. Those are just some that, that I like for that. And so when you talk about that ahead of time, your sub will be able to tell and then they'll want to come back to your class. You know, I keep on going back to like what you said at the very beginning of the episode, how it's like we want to make it easier for us to be able to leave, like, right. We want it to be able to be like, oh yeah, taking a day off is like an easy decision. And so I can even just see like having this conversation with your students at the start of the year, you know, when you're setting up just your classroom expectations and behaviors in general, it's like, yeah, let's talk about what happens on the days that I'm not going to be here. Cause even if it's not an emergency day, right. Teachers are going to be out, whether it's for professional development or, you know, something. And so you might as well at the start of the year, start having that conversation with your students to prepare them. So I love just so many of these behavior or, you know, expectation things that teachers can put in place now at the start of the year. So that way, when it does come time for them to, you know, take a day off, you know, they're able to like, just say, yep, my class is ready. I'm ready. I've got my plans ready to go. So I just, I love it. I feel like you've given just like such a great perspective on like how taking a day off doesn't have to be as stressful, overwhelming, and like frustrating as I think teachers often make it. There's definitely things that we can do to prepare for it. We deserve it by saying we, I really mean they, teachers deserve it. Yes. And I just, like I said, I I feel like this is such an empowering episode. So I'm so glad that you are an expert on subs (laughs) and preparing sub plans and binders. What additional support can you offer us about sub planning? Yeah, so actually I have a freebie that I can share with your listeners. We love sharing freebies. So I have a sub planning starter kit. 
in there, we've got ready to go lesson plans that have like a simple lesson plan. So they can kind of see like, oh, these are the type of lesson plans they can leave and then some activities to go with it. There are some essential forms, like their schedule, all of that is in there. They can fill it out. Those are editable. And then the one thing I forgot to mention too is one thing you always want to do for a sub is thank them, especially right now, right? Yes, I can see how important that is. So we've got thank you cards in there so you can say thank you to them. It has a how did your day go form for the end of the day so the sub can like, there's like emojis on it. So it's like, was it a happy face day or a frowny face day or a yeah, face day? They can <laughs> let you know. Let you know what they got to, what they didn't, because you know, if they didn't get to it, then you can like put it right back in for next time. And there's printable and digital options for all of this stuff. So make sure to check it out. It is at subplanningstarterkit.com. And maybe you could link to that in the show notes as well. Absolutely, we will. And teachers, your future self will be so glad that you grabbed the starter kit because it's going to make just planning and preparing for your sub so much easier this year. So definitely check that out. We will link to that in the show notes. Kelsey, I am so glad that you were able to join us today. If my audience wants to continue to learn more from you, where can they find you and connect with you on the internet? Yeah, I would love that. So my podcast is Wife, Teacher, Mommy, the podcast. So if you're listening, you're probably a podcast listener. And if you want another podcast to add into the mix, check it out. I I started it in March and I'm just having so much fun with it. So I would love for you to follow along there. And then on all the socials, I'm just at Wife, Teacher, Mommy, really easy to find. I would love if you would, you know, DM me on Instagram as well, or our website is wifeteachermommy.com. I mean, it's Wife, Teacher, Mommy anywhere. It's perfect. It's great. I was going to say, we will link to all of those in our show notes. So again, thank you so much for being on today and just sharing your knowledge. I hope that teachers are feeling empowered and excited to take their day off. So this was a great conversation. Thank you so much. Thank you, Sarah. Thanks so much for tuning in to the Stellar Teacher Podcast. If you enjoyed today's episode and are finding value in this podcast, it would mean the world to me if you would follow along and leave a five-star positive review. This helps me spread the word to more and more teachers just like you. And don't forget to join me over on Instagram at the Stellar Teacher Company. You can always find the links and resources from this episode in the show notes at stellarteacher.com. I'll see you back here next week.